Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today we're going to be looking at the end and the age to come. The end times are an engaging and complex topic, but as we'll learn today on the program, God has woven messianic prophecies all throughout the pages of scripture, especially the Hebrew scriptures, which is what we call the Old Testament. And right now, Rabbi Schneider is going to drill down on one of the most famous prophecies that's found in the book of Isaiah. If you've missed any of the messages in this groundbreaking series, catch up online at Discovering the JewishJesus.com. And right now, here is Rabbi. The Hebrew prophets told us in advance that when Messiah came, he would be a light to the Gentiles. Now, this might not seem like a big deal to you, but I want you to think about the Jewish people were very insulated amongst themselves. In fact, even today, Judaism is a non-proselytizing religion. They're not going out and trying to convert other people to Judaism. They very much are focused on their own relationship with God. They're leaving the rest of the world to pretty much, you know, do what they want to do and pursue their spirituality the way that they want to. But the Hebrew prophets told us that when Messiah came, the Messiah of Israel, he would not only be a light to Israel, but that he would be a light to the entire world. The Apostle Paul picked up on this theme when he said, is God the God of the Jews only? In other words, he's making a point that we need a bigger perspective. The Messiah is not just supposed to be our own. He's the Messiah of everybody. Messiah will be a light and minister to the Gentiles. And I want to read for you here what the ancient prophet Isaiah spoke of. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 3 says this, speaking of Messiah, nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. So what we're finding is that even though today, modern-day Judaism does not see some of these mysteries that were hidden in the Hebrew Scriptures, like this one, the Hebrew prophets foresaw in other words, the Hebrew prophets foresaw that Messiah would be born from a virgin. The Hebrew prophets foresaw that Messiah's origin would be from eternity. So the Hebrew prophets saw some of these things, but the wider world of Judaism did not have insight. And so that still remains today in many of the issues that we're addressing. For example, today, modern-day Israel does not believe that when Messiah comes, he will actually be God-clothed in humanity. They believe that it'll just be a man that will turn Jewish people back to the Torah. So let me continue here now and talk with you about how the Brich Hadashah, the New Testament, actually picks up on this theme, the Messiah would be a light to the Gentiles, and focuses on it. For example, Luke, in Luke chapter 2, verse 32 says, the Messiah has come and he is a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. And Paul speaks much about this in his writings, that Messiah's coming into the earth is for the whole world, not for Jewish people only. 
Who is the Messiah? What would he do? What would he look like? Beloved, the Hebrew prophets told us all these things. The Hebrew prophets spectacularly revealed that Messiah would enter Jerusalem on a donkey. So we're going to go now to the book of Zechariah. I'm going to be reading now chapter 9, verse 9. Hear the word of the Lord. Zechariah records this. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Incredibly, this very thing happened as it was recorded by Matthew and is celebrated by the church on a day that's often referred to as Palm Sunday. Hear the word of God as I pick up now in Matthew 21. I'm going to read a little bit of a longer section, verses number one through five, just to show you how specifically Zechariah's prophecy was fulfilled. When they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, and here's the fulfillment right here, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden, quoting Zechariah's prophecy specifically to the word. And so the key to understand is that these prophecies in the Hebrew Bible were so particular and so specific, and Yeshua fulfilled each and every one of these that I'm proclaiming to you right now. If this doesn't get you excited about Jesus, to love him, to live for him, and to run the race from, I'm not sure of anything well. I mean, this is so incredible. As we continue down this journey of messianic prophecy, I want to pick up with messianic prophecy, point number 16. The scriptures revealed to us in the Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible, the Messiah would be initially rejected by Israel. The fact that Israel has rejected the Messiah shouldn't diminish our faith that Jesus is the Messiah. The fact that Israel initially rejected the Messiah should encourage our faith that Jesus is the Messiah because the Hebrew prophets told us in advance the Messiah would be rejected by his own people when he came. For a Jewish believer like myself, I should not be discouraged and doubt my faith in Jesus because the rabbis have rejected him. I should be encouraged in my faith in Jesus because Isaiah specifically told us that he would be rejected by the traditional Jewish community. Let's take a look now at just a few of the verses from the most spectacular messianic prophecy in the entire Hebrew Bible, Isaiah chapter 53. I'm just going to read the first six verses. Hear the word of God. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of parched ground. 
He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. He's speaking on behalf of Israel here. Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him and by his scourging we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall upon him. Of course, this is exactly what happened when Jesus came. The apostle John records for us in John 1.11 these words. He came to his own, meaning Israel, the Jewish people, and those who were his own did not receive him. Even to this very day, Yeshua of Nazareth is still being rejected by his own people as the Messiah and the Son of God. But the good news is, beloved, the day is coming that Israel's eyes will be open and they will see Yeshua for who he is. But before we jump ahead there, I want to take things chronologically that Messiah would be rejected by his own people. In fact, when Pilate called for one of the three prisoners to be released, the Jewish leaders convinced the Jewish crowd to cry for Barabbas to be released. And Pilate, trying to save Jesus' life because Pilate knew Jesus was innocent, said, well, what about Jesus? And the Jewish leaders convinced the crowd to cry out, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And so even today, this plague is still affecting my own people. They said, may his own blood be upon us. Fortunately, God is a merciful God and his plan and his love for Israel is still intact. We're going to see at the end of the age, Israel will find the Messiah that they've searched for. And in tears of remorse, they'll recognize that it was Jesus Jesus, Yeshua of Nazareth, all along. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. But first, we have an announcement about a new book from Rabbi. The Old Testament is more than a collection of traditions. Rather, it paints a rich and colorful picture of Jesus, proving that He is indeed the Messiah, drawing from Hebrew tradition, where prophecy is multidimensional. In Messianic Prophecy Revealed, Rabbi Kurt Schneider unpacks scripture that not only declares the future, but he reveals how the whole of scripture points to Christ. Call 800-777-7835 or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and be absolutely confident that Jesus is the Messiah. Messianic Prophecy Revealed. We're so excited about this book release. It really does build absolute confidence that the Old Testament points to Jesus as the Messiah. So get your copy today and now. Here is Rabbi with the rest of today's message. 
We actually find in the pages of the Hebrew Bible that Messiah would be crucified. You see, Jesus associated himself with David. In the last chapter of the book of Revelation, Yeshua said, I am the offspring of David. I'm the descendant of David. The prophets told us that David would shepherd his people at the end of his age. They weren't talking about the David that had already come and gone at the time that they wrote. They were talking about Jesus who came in the likeness of David. So listen what David wrote in Psalm number 22. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue cleaves to my jaws and you lay me in the midst of death. For dogs have surrounded me. A band of evil doers has encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. God, it just pierces my heart just reading it. Of course, this was a prophetic foreshadowing of Yeshua of Nazareth who would be crucified, who would have his hands and his feet pierced. An amazing illustration of what happened takes place in the Gospel of John, chapter 22, verse 24 and 25, where Yeshua, after he had risen from the dead, appears to his disciples. And Thomas says to him, unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails and put my finger into the place of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Yeshua says, put your hand in my side. Put your finger in my palms. I am the one that was crucified. And now behold, I'm alive forevermore. Jesus is the Messiah that was crucified for you and for me and rose from the dead just as the Hebrew scriptures prophesied. They prophesied that not only would he be crucified, but they prophesied that Messiah would rise from the dead. And so we read in Psalm number 16, verses 9 and 10, these words. David is writing here and he says, Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So David is rejoicing here, knowing that when he dies, it's not going to be all over. That his life is not going to end in the grave. He saw that Messiah would rise from the dead. And he had understanding that because Messiah, his Lord, would rise from the dead, he would rise from the dead also. David foresaw that Messiah would be the first fruits of those that rise from the dead. This is all incredible. That the doctrine of the resurrection is not peculiar or particular to the New Testament. Beloved, it was already laid in the Hebrew scriptures. In the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 22, we read this. Men of Israel, Peter is speaking. Listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene. A man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourself know. This man, delivered by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, 
you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in death's power. This Jesus, God, raised up again to which we are all witnesses. And as we get to the end of the prophecy in the Hebrew scriptures concerning the Messiah's ministry, we find that Israel, who had first rejected and would eventually be brought to salvation. And so we read in Zechariah 13, 1, these words. In that day, a fountain will be opened for the house of David and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for impurity. And in Zechariah 12, 10, I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication so they will look on me whom they have pierced and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. And they will weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping over a firstborn. Paul speaks about this and he says that even though Israel has a veil over their eyes so that they're not able to recognize Yeshua during the present time, Paul tells us this in Romans 11, 25 through 27. He says, for I did not want you brethren to be uninformed of this mystery so you will not be wise in your own estimation that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in and so all Israel will be saved. Just as it is written, the deliverer will come forth from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Not only, beloved, is Messiah going to turn Israel back, he's going to come again. Believe it or not, the Hebrew scriptures talk about the second appearance of Messiah. Daniel tells us this in Daniel 7, 13 and 14. I kept looking in the night visions and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming and he came up to the ancient of days and was presented before him and to him was given dominion, glory and a kingdom that all the peoples, nations and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. I love Mark chapter 13 through 24 through 26. But in those days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Jesus, Jesus, I said, Yeshua is coming back. But you know what? Someone may still be doubting. At the end of the day, the only way you're gonna know for sure is when God fulfills the messianic prophecy that he prophesied when he said that if you search for me with all your heart, you're gonna find me. Jesus said, if you'll obey me, you'll know who I am.
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I pray that your faith is being built up and renewed through Rabbi's teaching of the Old and the New Testaments and these Messianic prophecies. And if you would like to know more about God and His Son, Jesus, then please visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You'll see a link that says, Find Jesus, and I encourage you to click on it and watch the videos and then request your free books. They are our way of saying thank you for accepting Jesus as the Messiah and welcome to the family of God. And while you're online, consider becoming a monthly partner with us this year as we reach out to a lost and broken world with the uncompromising truth of God. Your gifts and prayers, they help us take God's word into places we could never reach without your support. Thank you. And now here is Rabbi once again to share what's on his heart today. Shalom and God bless you, beloved ones. In 1978, when the Lord supernaturally revealed himself to me as Jesus, I was instantly so excited. I started telling everybody about Jesus. I went out and bought a New Testament, started devouring the word of God. I was going to churches all over the city. And you know what? The only thing that cost me was gas money and the price of buying a Bible. But now that the Lord has raised me up to preach the gospel all over the world through television and on the ground crusades, this cost money. And beloved, I can't do it without you. The Lord has ordained that the gospel is financed through the finances of his people. I wanna ask you today, if you believe in me, if you believe in this ministry, if you believe the kingdom is being built through this ministry, just sow a financial seed immediately and become a partner with us and you'll be blessed, beloved, because you're gonna have a reward for the souls that are being changed in this ministry. Thank you and shalom. You can give a gift of any amount online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And as a token of our appreciation for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you a select audio CD or download of Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month, along with our current newsletter that's loaded with tons of special content and biblical insight. You know, the Bible tells us that when there are two or three of us standing in agreement, whatever we ask will be done. So if you're struggling with something right now or you have a need, let us know so that our prayer team can pray for you and your family. You can reach us with your prayer requests at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And we want you to know that we pray over every single request individually. And while you're there, be sure to check out Rabbi's latest book that ties perfectly with this series on rapid fire messianic prophecies. The book is titled Messianic Prophecy Revealed, and you'll discover 21 fundamental prophecies that show us why Jesus is the chosen son of God and God's Messiah. It's available for purchase right now, so pick up your copy today. Once again, it's titled Messianic Prophecy Revealed. Now let's wrap up today's message titled the end and the age to come with a special blessing from Rabbi Schneider. The words from the ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6 verses 22 through 27 helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life and then beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus name today. Yahweh Vaishmarecha 
Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Isa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Lecha The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains how we can make the choice to praise God every day. That's Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.